everybody, and welcome to another episode of Board Shenanigans. As always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer. Not short, not stout, but if you tip him over, you will spill him out. And I'm here with Cody Jeems, the first prick I've ever hoped to crucify. <laughs> nice. Uh. <laughs> So, we're back once again to bring you glorious tales of little to nothing and spread our philosophy far and wide and see if a seed might sprout a sprout a sprout, hatch a hatchling, all those things too. So, starting like normal after we fumble making fun of each other. Uh, anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you lately, Brewer? Yes, some, some wonderful and or exciting stuff has happened to me. Uh, I rec- the most the most important of it is I recently watched Zardos. What is Zardos, you may ask, kind listener? Um, Zardos is... Remember Sean Connery? Ever want to know what he looks like in a red diaper? This is the movie oh, for you. Oh, that's that movie? That's that one? <laughs> yes. Like, this- where he's got the rat tail mullet and all that shit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's he made this movie after he was James Bond. He was James Bond first, and then he thought, you know what? I really love the wardrobe in this little low budget movie. I would love to be a part of it. See, I I actually have a lot of theories as far as what could make this man make this movie. You'll understand why I'm perplexed at this soon, but one theory is he lost a bet. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, you lost the bet, so you have to be in my movie. And who knows what would happen if you would have won. Is that a thing actors do? Well, I mean, it'd have to be. I, I mean, I, I, I wholeheartedly think it is, for sure. I mean, I guess it would explain, like, that terrible Bruce Willis movie where he was, like, the, the little kid or whatever. What? Didn't he have, like, the movie where he, like, went... Turned, no, that was sorry. That was Tom Hanks. Sorry, got my. Oh got my yeah, um, uh, what big, big grown up, sure. grown up something. Uh, anywho, <laughs> Zardos. What was uh, um other? You know, I don't know. I don't know what caused Sean Connery to do this after being you know the Sean Connery opposed to a Sean Connery. But it, it is it is an amazing movie, and I'm gonna s- start off by saying probably the most boob filled sci fi I've ever seen. I don't know. Barbarella set the bar pretty high. It did. Ooh, that's a very good point. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to watch them both and count the boobies. <laughs> Made myself laugh with that concept. Would you like? Would you like to? Uh, or actually, <laughs> fuck it. In board shenanigans, we hereby establish that the 28th of March will be booby counting day via sci-fi. Yes, what we advocate on this nationally recognized holiday in Podcastia and Podcastlandia is that you watch Barbarella and you watch Zardos count the boobies, pairs, not individuals. The winner wins. Drink with your friends. See what happens. See what comes up. See what droops down. Well, speaking of coming up, Zardos, <laughs> in this in this boob-filled movie, which, by the way, I saw this movie on TV. I watched it on Turner Classic Movies at, like, I don't know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., which apparently on cable you can just show boobies at that hour. So I listen up, other cable networks. Start showing boobies at that hour. Because that's the exact hour in which I want to see boobies. <laughs> I'm going to equate this movie to a, another classic, I guess I guess you'd call it sci-fi, that is generally received as a, a very good movie. And I don't worry, I will show my work. It reminded me a lot of A Clockwork Orange. In a good way. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just just go. I'm, I'm buckled up. I'm on the ride. Well, if you've 
ever seen Clockwork Orange, which, by the way, I'm about to spoil the fuck out of Zardos, and I'm gonna put this acknowledgement right here, I think you should all go see it. So, th- there's your spoiler. Now the rest of this will be much more aerodynamic. The, the way it's like a Clockwork Orange is, a Clockwork Orange is just fucking weird, right? There's no way you can describe a Clockwork Orange but weird. First of all, they're in a milk bar at the very beginning, and we're speaking with, you know, the, the, the ultraviolence and the, the, and all the other weird words that they're saying. And there's a lot of rape in a clockwork orange, there's a lot of just beating people up with statues of penises in the clockwork orange. So, and a lot of weird clothing option choices as well. Well, in Zardos, you get all of that, but you also get a very funny guy. <coughs> Gazuntite. Hey, Sorry. hey, Cody, Excuse this is me. not a conversation to sneeze at. <laughs> Now I have to leave it in. Uh, <laughs> it, it is a very weird movie in, in that the, the basic premise is, which this is not really a spoiler because they say it in the first five seconds of the movie. It's about a god named Zardos, whose actual name is uh, Arthur Fayan, and he starts off as a giant floating head talking to us, telling us that, well, that he is a fake god by occupation and a ma- magician by inclination, and also poses the question of, is God in show business too? At which point, he also informs us that he is immortal and wishes to die. And that's the whole premise of the setup for this. And then we're transported into the future, in which we see a giant levitating stone head, which is Zardos himself, opposed to Arthur, letting us know... The gun is good. The gun is good! The penis is evil. The penis shoots seeds. And makes new life to poison the earth with a plague of men, as once it was. But the gun shoots death and purifies the earth of the filth of brutals. Go forth and kill. And then he like vomits guns all over the place. And so apparently God says, you know, don't reproduce, but kill everything. Well, eventually Sean Connery sneaks inside of Zardos' head, the, the stone one, not, not Arthur's, that's later, and is transported to Vortex 4, which is this glass bubble place somewhere on Earth that is filled with anachronisms. You have, like, windmills and then, like, weird TV things and all this other just weird anachronistic things, and <laughs> in which we find out that a long, long time ago... There was, there was a great war, but men found a way to make themselves immortal. So those that could receded from society and let the rest of the world kill themselves off and go savage as, as they sit in this large bubble of, of tranquility and peace. And there they have evolved. They have evolved to where they do not procreate. And if they die, they, if somehow they die, they are reborn almost immediately, but that's not really explained on how that all happens. And their form of punishment there is you're you're punished by aging. So they age you with jazz hands. And and once you become so aged that you're senile, you get shipped off with other senile people to be senile. But because you can't die of old age there, you live senile for eternity. And then there we also learn that there is a plague sweeping amongst them, turning them into apathetics, where they just don't do shit and just will let you rape them and stuff. Well, Sean Connery is there, and he's perplexed by all this, and and there are scientist ladies that want to study him, him and his hairiness. And in this, they show him pictures of, like, boobs and stuff to try to make him have an erection, because apparently he's the only one they've ever met that can have an erection. <laughs> well, I think I'll leave it at that and leave some, a lot of the ending as a surprise. 
and exactly where we even get the name Zardos, which is explained. In fact, this entire movie goes pretty much out of its way to explain every weird thing that happens. It's actually overly well thought out for just how odd it is. I know I've used a lot of descriptive words for the, the, the strangeness of this movie, but there's no other way to tell you about it. In fact, I am almost a bit confused by it enough that I need to see it a second time. It's a lot like Darnie Darko in that way. And it has some sort of message for sure. I, I think about, I think its message is, I guess, don't trust gods all the time. And also, like, live life to its fullest. Or short lives are better. I don't know. Have fun with your erection. That the, or the, just the gun is good and the penis is evil. Maybe that's the entire message. But I liked it. And if, like I so said, nothing else if you're just horny, watch it, because you'll see a lot of boobs. And I will watch it again. Um, honestly, I've always kind of... Zardos is one of those unicorn movies that I've heard of, and I've occasionally... Occasionally, there's the... Actually, I didn't even know they would air that on TV, but I've always intended to see it. But with your, with your endorsement, I mean... I loved it. Now, they did catch me with one of the things that, that will always catch me to watch any movie, and if you've ever listened to any episode of Board Shenanigans, you'll know what that is, but I'm going to say it again. We pretty much stated in a post-apocalyptic dystopian future, I'm like, fuck, I'm in. That's really all I needed to watch it. Actually, all I needed to watch Zardos particularly was, I seen on the internet a picture of Sean Connery carrying a Webley, <laughs> wearing a red diaper, and that's all I actually needed to watch the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, oh my god, was it amazing. It, it was it was so amazing, and I'm I'm so glad I've seen it, and so glad I saw it uncensored. So, oh, also I'm gonna put in the link in, in like the show notes for this episode, a um uh, an article thing which is the the ten most befuddling scenes from Sean Connery's dystopian sexcapade Zardos. This is not safe for work or small children's or old people or it, it's it's not safe. There's there's no safe. Yeah, it is a. Uh, which that's full of spoilers, by the way. But if you if you look at that, but oh god, watch this movie. It it's it's an event. An event is the best way to describe it. it or an experience. It's a lot like watching a Clockwork Orange, where I feel it's an experience when you watch it. Like, huh? You you'll probably end it with being like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" But it'll 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 grow as a as a seed in your brain, like this podcast does, and you'll be thinking about it. And it's also great. I <laughs> There's also great ideas in there for low budget Halloween costumes. So, and as a quick side note, I'm probably gonna put this link up here. I'm not gonna discuss it too much. But on the same website, they make a, a satirical article stating that uh, Book of Eli is a stealth reboot of Zardos. So have fun reading that. You know, like now it's like I've got to watch this. Like there, 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 there's no way that uh, that I can just let that go. It, it's a good movie, and when you take it for what it is, it's fucking weird, and it it has it, it's just an interesting story that I I've never seen this story told, or if I have, I've never seen it told this way. So it might not be as hard as like, oh, it's just on Paul with Citizen Kane. It, it's great in just how weird it is and how how unique it tells its story. And the world it creates, I've never seen before. <laughs> and probably will never see again. I guess except for in the Book of Eli. But yeah, that was that was my my last, I don't know, two nights ago. Doesn't really matter when it was, so I'm just... I watched that, people! <laughs> and I suggest you do too. If you want to see a silly, bad sci-fi that's oddly good in some ways. 
Oh, Sean Connery in a diaper. Oh, 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 oh. Weird God. Oh. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Computer rings. <laughs> Hairy chests. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, I realized I was like just eating the soup all over it. But, you know, it it's an underrated movie, Cody. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um... Well, I guess to bring things down a notch for a wee bit, which, poor shenanigans, having a good time, and then depressing everybody. Usually we wait till we're done, though. <laughs> poor shenanigans, um, the ups and downs of podcasting. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the roller so, coaster of emotions is about to begin! <laughs> I guess it could have just been like, Warning! Cody's about to opine about something serious. Warning! Abandon ship now! Warning! Please, please escape with the funnies you had at the beginning of the show, because he's about to ruin it. That's, that's pretty much what's about to happen. So. It, it always seems to. You always bring me down. Um. Sorry I brought you down, whoosh. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I actually knew what that noise was, I would have said it there. Uh. I kind of had a. Uh, realization, whatever. Fine, fuck it. It's 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 my show. Roll with me on this audience. So, I think we're all aware that Fred Fred Phelps died. I don't think we're breaking any new ground. And as we've said a million times on here, if we're your only news source, you're doing it wrong. Anyway, so Fred Phelps is dead, and I kind of. I, you know, I think I did what most of us did, and well, hopefully not most of anyway. I made a few Fred Phelps jokes, and then I kind of was reflecting upon it, and I think I would like to re- retract those from the world, and roll with me on my reasoning here. So, this guy, this guy, obviously he did all the crap he did with Westboro Baptist Church, all the, you know, protests and all that, fine, whatever. But I'm a little ashamed of myself that I couldn't have maybe not grabbed the lowest hanging fruit and made fun of the guy right after he died. I I kind of wish that I could have maybe learned a little bit from what he did and not do that. Because if you're ever going to be any different from things that are that ridiculous, that are that far out there, then maybe the best thing to do it was just to quietly let the man die and have whatever dignity that he felt was right and not really talk a lot of shit about him. I mean, he obviously wasn't a happy person. He lived his entire life based upon the dislike of what other people are doing and telling them how to live their lives and protesting people and obviously stirring up controversy and I don't know that really making fun of him now that he's gone was a good move. I mean, it, this is just a me personally thing. The, the, the And one of the things that got me thinking about this was I was, I was reading a couple articles on it, and they obviously did his funeral as a private funeral <laughs> so that they didn't have people protesting his funeral. The way, you know, the way he that, protested is, theirs? Yeah. Exactly. They, so they did that stuff, but the, the one that really got me... Was I was kind of looking at that, and they were the Westboro Baptist Church was protesting something like the next day or something to that, and the you know there's the normal thing where they'll protest and then there'll be counter protesters to their protest where they'll say whatever. One of the, one of the one of the counter protest signs was "I'm sorry for your loss," and that really kind of put me in my place a little bit 
Because it's like, you know, of all the times whenever, like, kindness and understanding can conquer pure hatred, I feel like this is one of those rare examples where it does exist. And I just wish that I wasn't so short-sighted to have, to have missed that opportunity. Not poking at anybody else. I understand other, you know, whatever. Y'all can do whatever you want, and I'm not at, I'm not trying to get up on my high horse. I'm just kind of trying to come in front of all of you with my hat in my hand and kind of say, you know, I fucked up, and maybe you should, maybe next time something happens, I'll do better. And I'm just kind of ashamed of myself, and I figure, Hell, I have a podcast, and I've talked about my wiener on multiple times, so I think this is fair game. I'm not. I'm not trying to say. I mean, the man obviously had like a mental disability. There was something wrong with this guy, like mentally not. He was not stable, and I'm not trying to say that my feelings and whatnot excuse his actions. I, I don't think it takes him off the chopping block by any means, but maybe did it really even ever need to be on the chopping block? I mean, come on. It's not like you didn't... Did you really need to make fun of him? Do we really need to make that... To make that burning hell joke? Did we really need those? I don't know. I don't know that that was right. Well, um, I'm going to defend you after you attacked yourself. Um. <laughs> well, thank you. That's a rarity. I know. This might be the first time I've ever defended you, Cody. <laughs> well, except for that one other time, but um, we'll save that story for another occasion. First of all, I mean, I I don't think we've ever actually, as far as attacking him, I think we're not necessarily attacking him. We're, I think we've always been attacking his ideology, and because he's such a big part of what promotes that ideology, he is just taken as a figurehead. So attacking him, I, I feel an ideology is always open for this kind of ridicule, all of them, even my own. So, and just because he's such a figurehead of that ideology, he is the obvious place to point those jokes or, or attacks at. And I don't think that necessarily should stop at his death, um, which you think, and, and all that same token, I mean, if you look at it this way, I mean, he's dead. So, what's it matter to him if we insult him? <laughs> which is another way to look at it. But the, the main thing I actually want to bring up is the point that you brought up in there too, which is a thing that as a skeptic we've, I guess, always known or is always, we've always been careful of is occasionally you do come across people that their beliefs or their theories or their whatever is just so out there and weird and you can just kind of tell by hearing them or reading the way they write it or the way they present their evidence that, you know what, yeah, there is something there that maybe we should not engage this person because either it could be dangerous for us or for them or they just, they're just, there's something wrong in them. You can kind of, you can kind of tell. And yeah, we do try to not ever engage the ones that actually have some sort of i mean i don't know if you could diagnose them or not but but that being said I, you know i don't necessarily feel he was mentally diseased as far as like on that level of of i i think he just i mean look as we all get older our, our views become more ingrained in us and we we spout them off without you even thinking about the consequences of them or or even listening to another option and so that might have just been what happened especially near the end of his life where he's just like i i've been there for so long so it fuck, it doesn't matter what I say anymore. And that could have been part of it. But I don't think he ever... I don't think he formed these beliefs in, in a mentally unstable uh, format. I'm not saying he's not crazy. I'm just saying he's not insane, I guess. Why not? 
but so I mean, and on that same token, I mean, as far as like, should we let it be? I mean, uh, not to not to create a reducto ad Hitleramum, but I'm going to um, Hitler. He's a good colloquial example. Should we stop making fun of him and his kneecaps? Or, or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a callback, kids. <laughs> I mean, should we stop making fun of him because of his silliness or or his bad ideas? I mean, maybe we should, you know. I think there's, I guess there's a line that maybe should be drawn is, you know, make sure to make fun of him, but always make sure it's making fun of him, not, or maybe make sure it's make, poking fun at him, opposed to, like, giving him too much credence. You know, don't, don't make your life about discrediting him, especially now that he's dead, but I mean, his followers are still there. You could always address it towards them. And I mean, yeah, it's not cool to go up to him and be like, ha, look, your father's dead. You know, I mean, yeah, that's uncool. Maybe, maybe think more, direct it at the appropriate location when you're addressing them, but, I think because he is a figurehead and will continue to be one of that organization. It, I mean, it's just like how people make fun of Bush still. You know? I guess he's not dead, but he's not the president. So, and, and they attack his regime. Well, I mean, it wasn't all his ideas, but he was the head of them, so we pointed at him. Yeah, now all he wants to do is, like, paint pictures of his dogs. So. <laughs> exactly. Pour himself in a shower. Right. So, So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm defending your jokes, which, by the way, what was the joke? Uh, all it was, was I got a call, I got, you know, there was a few that kind of got passed around internet-wise, where it was like the guy protesting the funeral, it was like, you know, burning hell, and everybody was like, everybody's, you know, the, the little the little quotation was, this is what I always wear to a funeral, and it was at his funeral, which, in retrospect, I kind of felt was in poor taste, but I thought it was funny at the time, and then just a couple of the other ones were like, I just would like to think of myself that maybe, just maybe, when somebody dies, the appropriate thing is to not celebrate their death. I mean, I just, maybe I'd like to hold myself to a higher standard than that, and that just kind of felt like I did that. I don't know that I've ever done that before. But I really, truly disagreed with the ideology. I really, truly disagreed with the way that it was presented. I really, truly disagreed with, you know, the format, the etiquette, all that. I really didn't care for it. And... I, I don't know, maybe it was who he was, but maybe somewhere in that he's... I don't know. I just feel like maybe if I... W I wish I, wish I would have had the couth to just kind of... Just to take it back and not say anything about it. Like, okay, everybody... Every late night comedian, every comedian in the world, everybody at work around the water cooler is going to have these jokes. Just let them and just kind of roll with it and let it quietly pass by as opposed to, like... You know, jumping on the bandwagon. I just kind of wish I would have had a little bit more, a little bit more self control than that. And that's kind of I just, especially really that really seeing seeing it presented in a way of like, you know, he was still a person regardless of it, and it was still somebody's father, and people still in his community, he still meant something to someone. So even though that's not any, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I can get behind the concept of you're no better than them. I mean, I can get behind that concept because, you know, they protested all these people's fathers and, and friends and men and pillars of the community. But, so yeah, I can kind of get behind the concept of like, you know, I'm no better than them. That's why I said maybe attack the ideology, not him. Right. But, and then but I mean, kinda... don't feel bad about using his name in the attack because he, he was that idea. He started it. Right. Not and, not and I, I know, feel but... that, you know, I feel that I'm sure. There's going to be a big growing as far as like his followers are going to are definitely going to hold extra steadfast to his beliefs for a little while. But I think there's going to be a lot of reform in that group because I kind of think a lot of him was the group and not necessarily the people in the group. Very much like a cult leader. I mean, without that personality, he wasn't going to be 
the group's gonna gonna waver. Right. I don't know. I just kind of wish that I could have. I just I'm a little embarrassed. I couldn't hold myself to a little bit higher standards than that. And and granted, I mean, I I've I will tell a fuck you joke in front of a nun. I don't care. It just this is one of those things that really hit really hit home to me. Like wow, I kind of wish I was better than that. And I kind of wish that you know. I mean, just don't. I don't know. Maybe have a second to like just not make fun of the guy. I, I don't know. I. I just feel like it was in poor taste. I mean, it was the same, it's, it reminded me a lot of the Michael Jackson jokes. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, that's kind of in poor taste. I mean, whatever he did or didn't do, eh, I mean, but, but isn't I don't a know. Lot of, but I, isn't a lot of humor and comedy pushing the boundaries of social acceptance? No, I'm not I'm not saying that it isn't, but I, I guess I try so hard to stay kind of out of the pop culture fandom of things that I just kind of was like, yeah, but... Anyway, that's that, that that's really about all I have on that. I just kind of <laughs> wanted to. What I did for his death was I just watched Red State again. That was my um, fuck you to him. I'm like fuck you, I'm gonna watch Red State and watch you get taken down by John Goodman. <laughs> well, uh... because you know Kevin Smith has wavered back and forth on like whether that was him or wasn't him. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know before he's like explicitly says i saw this footage that malcolm had and i decided i'm gonna make a movie about that and then like as he made the movie and like he's like well that's why i put that line in there they're sewers not doers and i was like so it's not about them but then like after the movie was released he's like and all through smodcast he's like yeah i made it about him (laughs) because you know there's all the and and all their reactions to it so i was like yeah you know uh we, we all know it was made about him and he realized Kevin Smith realized you know maybe I should be a little bit more politically correct so I could actually sell my movie <laughs> but right. well, so that's what I did um did you hate Fred Phillips go watch Red State it'll make you feel good uh which I guess another random which oh I guess uh we don't have the game show music ready but um oh we will in the in the final edit So it's about that time, boys and girls. I know, I know you all. I know you all got it, or the members of the Rogues. I think all the actually, I think all the members of the Rogues Gallery got this one. So I, I put my text, I put my texting ability to good use. Uh, I think it was this weekend. I don't remember. So remember, kids, if Cody, if Cody asks you a random question, probably podcast material. And if Brewer asks you a random question in the descriptions, just fucking ignore it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Remember that big survey list I put up once? Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, I was, ta- I was talking with, uh, I was talking with Madison and she, somehow it came up like, what is, what is a male mistress? And we're kind of like befuddled, like, well, I don't know, what would it be? And like, we're kind of couldn't think of it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm texting everybody, which is what I did. And, uh, some of the better ones, uh, Ernie's was pretty pretty damn solid. Uh, he goes, well, baby cakes, but that's what I've always been called, which is uh, pretty good. Uh, Jarrett's was pretty good. As he goes, pool. He's like, well, the pool boy, right? Which is pretty. It was pretty pretty good. Uh, Cece actually, uh, Cece actually sent me a pretty a very what a very different route with it, where it was. I think that mistress was a term invented by men so that they could. You know their misdeeds and being unfaithful to their to their spouse wouldn't sound wouldn't be uh, would be more more 
politically correct or more, you know, it would be a kinder way of calling that besides their whore. You know, it was a term that doesn't apply to men. It doesn't apply to men. It only applies to women because it was designed to demean women. She went that route, which I thought was, I didn't expect to get her all assed up on it, but I did. So, you know, it actually always enjoy it whenever she sends me some well, very well thought out feminist thing. So, uh, she sent me, she went that route, but Kevin wins this one. And it was it was a hard decision, but it was a good one. He said, "Well, either Hump Daddy or Maestro." And I've decided, as I am the judge and the final final decision maker, Hump Daddy Maestro is the official term for male mistress. Yeah. Kevin wins this round, so stay tuned for uh, the next random question. Yeah, which I, I guess speaking of winning something, um, this is a long, long about segue, but you'll figure it out in the, in the minute. <laughs> the other day, um, I was hanging out with JoJo, because, yeah, we just hadn't done much in a while, because neither of us had been playing much Minecraft. So we, you know, we, we went and hung out, and he's like, hey, um, my, my boyfriend's off, so like, wanna go, like, get some food and, like, meet him, because I've never met this guy. I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds like fun. And, so we go and we go to this actually pretty nifty little place that I can't remember the name of right now. To to that had like breakfast and like sandwiches and things like that. A little like kind of dinery style place, like local dinery place. Um, like Chad's hot and steamy diner. Something like that. Yeah, that wasn't steampunk themed though. Oh, uh, okay. Chad's. <laughs> that, that's a callback to like episode three. <laughs> it's such an old school callback. I don't even remember how old it is. Oh, we were talking about steampunks and there was like I, a I, I know that was the joke. Oh, then why'd you say it? It wasn't funny, I know, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah, so we went there, and um, as conversations do, it turned to, like, what kind of pranks and mischief we've been up to. And he had a really great one, Um, jo- JoJo's boyfriend. He had a really great one that he did that I wish... I don't know how I didn't think of this, because this is so up my alley, and, and your alley, too. Um, one of their friends at one point in time was, like, I guess, uh, out of town or something. So what they did was, and like, and they had the key to the place to like water plants and take care of animals or something. What they went and did was they got like an ass ton of sticky notes, and took these said ass ton of sticky notes and went through and labeled everything in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I don't know how I never thought of that idea. So you know they would go to, like in the kitchen and like label fork, 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 fork. You know handle, drawer, faucet, hot water. Cold water, drain, floor, 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 you know, just label things. Light switch, screw. And that is so funny to me. That's like awesome. overly labeling things. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't think of that. Cause I've thought of some weird things, like filling, filling a friend's house up with balloons. That was one we did, in which one of our friends was gonna go out and hang out with some other friends for a birthday party, and me and his girlfriend and some, actually, and JoJo, and then like every other girl we knew, um, went to um to his apartment, his little ass apartment, and built and bought like a whole bunch of balloons. I don't think I've told the story yet on here. And just bought like I, which really I think I probably I dropped so much money on balloons. I've I've never dropped this much money in balloons in my entire life. I'll show you a picture of one of the receipts because it's really funny. But that wasn't by means all of them. It it was just filled with balloons, and we I think we got it about eh, pretty close to waist high throughout the entire apartment. Uh, and Jojo knows how to do balloon animals, so there was like balloon animals in the mix, and there was like, we made this, had this really, really big balloon that was a huge, like, like, huge fucking balloon, like, cereal crusher big balloon, four feet tall, and like, three feet wide balloon, that we ended up making like a fat guy out of, and put it on his toilet. 
Though we made the mistake of filling his bathroom up first because it was the furthest room in the, in the house. So inevitably we had to pee, but couldn't because the bathroom was filled with balloons. So we had to go on very long treks to like a Taco Bell to pee in. So word of warning, kids, if you're filling a house up with stuff, save the bathroom for last. And then eventually, you know, we, we all we went and met him and went out to movies and stuck into his house before he got back to his house and surprised him in all the balloons. And I don't know if I have any pictures of that left, but if I do, I'll show you. But that's my filling story. Cody, have you filled anything lately? Well, actually, uh, we, I just fill, I just filled something up before, before this, uh, podcast. No, 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 no. Before yeah, there you, you go, you... Madison. Woo! <laughs> uh, not at all, in fact, uh, what, what actually what we did was, uh. She's gonna really love that joke when she hears this, huh? Yeah, so, <laughs> I guess, I'm sorry now. I apologize. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, what, I don't know how, you know the movie Frozen that came out not that long ago? Like, it's just now out on DVD. Where it was like, I'm aware of its existence, Okay, that's it. There was this whole, like, Madison wanted to see it because generally, like, we're, we're suckers for the Disney 3D animated movies. Like, oh my god, we'll watch any of them. We generally really enjoy them. But whenever it came out, there was a shit ton of controversy about it, about how it was, like, blatantly homosexual and, like, put, you know, like, put the idea of homosexuality was a thing in kids' heads and, like, got really, really protested or, like, really, really bad controversial reviews from really conser- you know, from <laughs> conservatives and blah, da, 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 which frankly just made Madison and I want to see it worse. Well, it makes me interested in it at, right, where we, I wasn't we, before. We seriously just finished watching this movie. Just finished watching it. Like, ten minutes before Brewer and I got on the podcast, I was, like, sitting there watching it, and I'm like, okay, the snowman's going to be gay. Or, <laughs> okay, she's going to, there's going to be, like, the princess and the princess. Like, I was like, I was like, come on, there's gotta be something in here. I don't know what the fuck they got so pissed off about. Cause like, I was sitting there like, I, I, like it bugged me a little bit cause it was a little disconcerting cause I was like, okay, there's gonna be like hardcore, like, you know, carrot, carrot dick on carrot dick snowman making out action happening or the prince is actually a woman or something. And it was a really, really good movie. Actually, the animation was awesome. Like, that that was probably the best part to me. I really liked the animation. The songs were pretty good. I mean, it was a good movie. Really recommend it. It was, it was quite good. But I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, what the fuck was the deal? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what the fuck, how anything could get misconstrued. Like... The only... I don't know if they were singing and dancing. That sounds pretty well, gay. Am I right, fellas? Ho! The woman was a main character, guys. Isn't that pretty gay? Ho, ho, ho! Like, a real quick synopsis of it. Like, fucking broad strokes here. Like, oh, broad strokes! <laughs> there, there's these two. There's these two chicks that are princesses, and one of them winds out that she has this, like, sorcerer freezy power. And then, like, the parents die because it's a Disney movie. And yeah, obviously, yeah. right? I mean, I just I don't feel like I'm. I'd say spoiler alert, but I mean, come on! It's a Disney movie. All the parents are dead in it. Yeah, exactly. I've been doing it since fucking Bambi. Like so. Anyway, the parents die, and then like the the one chick that's the one that can turn stuff freezy is the queen, and nobody knows that she has freezy powers. Not even her sister. And then they have this big party. She winds up freezing everything. The sister goes to go find her. We all learn a valuable lesson, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. Don't I'm very much broad it, but it's a very good movie. 
I actually really... Probably my favorite part about it was I really liked the female lead characters because they were very strong female lead characters. Um, and they were very they were very good. They were very interesting, um, which is kind of a nice change as opposed to the, I just need a man in my life. I don't really care for that, which frankly is more controversial to me. Anyway... Like, I really wanted to see some homosexual something. I'm like, is the caribou <laughs> gay? No. Is the tree gay? No. Is the snow gay? I don't know. I mean, I mean that's exactly what I look for in every every movie I watch. I always want to see just some, some hot, you know, you know, gay-on-gay gay action. That's that's every movie I look for, I can tell you for sure. Well, well I'm just, like, sitting there, like, like I, I just didn't see I, I make it up if it doesn't exist in there. <laughs> don't I, get I, me don't... started on Top Gun. I really, really couldn't... You know, that's a better example. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there, like, I watched, I watched this movie, and it was, a good, it was an enjoyable movie, it really was, but I was, like, I was so distracted by, like, there's gotta be... It's like, okay, is this chick gay, and, like, at the end of the movie, nope. Well, is there a... Like, seriously, the hobbits in Lord of the Rings <laughs> are more overtly in a relationship than anything in this film. And I was, like, so flummoxed by it. So, like, immediately after it was over, I was like, what was gay about it? What I don't understand what was so gay about it. And the argument the argument raised was like every Disney movie, it was like the chick that was the freezy chick decided like everybody found out she can do freezy stuff and she decides, I'm okay with being the freezy chick. It has a big really, really well done song about I'm okay with myself. Yeah, I, I, as you've been talking, I've been looking this up and that's what I found. Like the only evidence so far is like there's a song called Let It Go. Which apparently is an Oscar-winning song. It's actually a quite good, quite a good song, and yeah, and she's like, oh yeah, she's okay with being herself, and everyone should accept her for herself, and, and because she doesn't take a male suit, that means that you're homosexual. If you, which I thought that was a key point in most kids' movies, was be yourself and learn to enjoy yourself, because isn't that what everybody aspires to in their adolescence and their like young adulthood to be like, okay, I wanted to be this, and I did this dumb thing, but now I'm really kind of in a place where I'm happy with myself and I'm going forward. And I mean, isn't that fucking life? So, of course, it's going to be in a kid's movie. Oh, I, see, I thought the point of the kid's movie was, you know, sh shut up for an hour and a half so mommy and daddy can go have quiet time. Oh, uh, well, anyway, I just, I was just, like, so distracted by it. And why? Like, what was controversial? There was nothing controversial. Like, like I've said, like, you've already rattled off it. Top Gun had more overt homosexuality <laughs> in it. Or, like, fucking Shrek had more in it. I mean, seriously. No, that was I, in a species of Radica. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't get it. I mean, I guess maybe because it was a little non-conventional, but, man, I don't know. It was, it was definitely one of those that was kind of hard for me to understand. Like, I, and I, like, I, I just did the same thing you're doing, where it's like, what did I miss in here? And there's, like, little things that they're implying, but people are reading way too much into this. And so, sadly, I can't tell you about the first princess on princess or prince on prince make-out session in a Disney movie. However, I fully advocate that, and frankly, I cannot wait until that happens, because the shitstorm it'll stir up. And oh, the amount yeah. of podcasting will get out of it. Oh yeah, I, I I would thoroughly enjoy watching a Disney movie with just princess on princess action. That would that would be enjoyable to me in, in weird ways. Though I I <laughs> the odd thing about that is is like well 
they are Disney movies. Like, how old are the characters supposed to be in Disney movies? I think it kind of varies. Like, I know, like, some of them are ridiculous. Like, I know, like, Ariel is, like, 12 or something. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if if anything else, that's the weirder thing in all these story tales, right? Story tales? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know the things at the back end of stories? They're tales. Like like a fairy book, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I guess fairy book here is what we're talking about, right? (laughs) Pretty much. Um... That's the more interesting thing about all of them is it's just how it's like, well, you know, the majority of the characters in them are all like, you know, 10, 12, and, and then they're like, oh, you know, we're like, uh, they have to be married off or something or be saved. And I, I think we could almost do an entire episode about, about weird fairy tale things or story tales, if you prefer, or fairy books or, or the wonderful world of Aesop. Whatever. I mean, it's just one of those, like, I was actually kind of bummed because the, the controversy wasn't there. So. <laughs> It, yeah, I, I yeah I I got all excited when you brought this up and was like I gotta see this movie and now I don't know if I need to. Uh, it's good. I, I and I feel like maybe I'm I'm not selling it correctly, but that was the way I went into it. Was I was hoping for this and it really wasn't there. But if you want to see a very very good Disney movie, that I definitely picked this one. Like it was, I think it's one of the better ones I've seen. Like of the animated ones I've seen this year. Um, I liked the Croods, but this was far superior. I don't know, as far as anything, most recent thing I've seen was I guess about maybe a month ago at most, I saw um, How to Train Your Dragon for the first time, which because it was on TV, and I'm like, I don't want to hear Craig Ferguson pretending to be a Viking. Which was, was my a, entire... I, re- I like going. that one quite a bit. I thought that one was pretty Yeah, cool. I, <laughs> I don't know. Spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it, but this is the most important thing I want to talk about. And it's at the very end of the movie. I thought it was a really bold choice of having his leg get cut off. Yeah, no, I thought that was pretty smart, too. Yeah, I thought that was a bold choice. I really enjoyed that. I like it whenever kids... Because there was mo- consequences in it, in it, yeah. I like it when kids' movies take risks. I love it when they do that. Like, they don't do it that often, but I love... Like, that was one thing I loved about the first Shrek movie. Was, you know <laughs> what? Risks, yeah. The the, chi- the chick is an ogre. She's n- Nobody turns into a good-looking person. I really thought that that was a good risk, or um, I really, really enjoy. I really, really enjoyed it in uh, the the Brave movie. How I haven't seen that one yet. I I, I really enjoyed that movie. Like I, a lot of people, really kind of dogged on it. My I loved how the fact that it was a very unconventional princess that didn't ever turn into the princess. She didn't have to get married. She didn't have to pick the guy. She almost lost her mom. I mean. It, it was a cool fucking movie, and it kind of got. I, I feel like it's one that got gets unfairly. I feel like for all the praise Wally gets, I really feel like it deserves some of that. But yeah, which I I think I gave my description of Wally a couple episodes back when I saw that for the first time and was thoroughly unimpressed, I guess, by it. Yeah, I didn't care for it much. As far as I I I actually can't really remember what all I said about that, but I'll go back and listen, folks, if you want to know my thoughts on Wally. Like really, I, th- I'm actually kind of glad that thing sort of seems to be going away, where it's the overly environmental kids movie, because that's definitely one of my least favorites. As with that, the I haven't seen Brave yet. But I probably will watch it for for two for one one reason the reason why I watched How to Train Your Dragon the other reason is the reason why I watched Wally I believe Craig Ferguson's in that as well I think yeah that. Craig Ferguson's the the dad in Brave yeah so yeah I'll, I'll probably watch that if you watch if you watch Brave what you're gonna want to do which everybody out there if you watch Brave or you've seen it and you haven't seen the little special feature where it goes into the lore of uh, how of how the the evil the villain became the villain. There's like a 20 minute short animated movie that comes on the DVD that 
very much worth checking out on YouTube or whatever if you've already seen it or whatever. It, it's worth yeah. the 20 minutes, trust me, because I think it makes the entire movie better. Well, so. it might, like, so my other reason for wanting to watch it is because, you know, I kind of want to sit down one day and do this, but I haven't cared enough. I don't know, if someone else cared enough to do it with me, I might be willing to do it, but I heard this, you know, I, this, the Pixar theory where all the Pixar movies are yeah. in the same universe. I kind of like to sit down and, like, watch those all together. Because because I, I realize I've seen like four of them because a, a lot of them I felt were at the end of the my of my watching kids movies phase. So I don't know. Madison and I are still in the middle of that. I don't know. We we fucking keep watching them. They keep coming out. We keep checking them out. So yeah, like I I, I think the last I don't know the last one I just went to watch just for the sake of watching. I think was um because it was in the dollar theater. I went and watched um. Uh, the Puss in Boots one. Oh yeah, see, I, I hadn't seen that one. I, I went, you know, one of the commercials sold it to me, where where they were playing him up as the most interesting man alive. Right. And I thought, I'm like, that's just funny. I would like to see that because that's funny. And you know, eh, it didn't do much for me other than, like, the beginning did. But I didn't. When we actually got into the plot, I didn't really care that much. Right. I don't know. I've actually. I'm pretty. As much as I liked the first Shrek movie, I'm pretty disenfranchised with the entire group of them at this point. I just kind of don't care. Uh, taking it back a moment, uh, the segue I posed to you was filling things up with stuff. How did your conversation fill anything up with anything <laughs> there? I, I missed that point in the segue. Well, I filled it filled our podcast up with material, obviously. Oh, was that the segue? Was you were just going to fill... Like, oh, so that was your thing, is you were just going to fill our podcast up with, with material. I, I see. My segue was much better. I know, it, invol- it involved my wife and Speaking, speaking about her whatnots, even though I'm yes? stupid enough to do it right now, uh, in front of, in front of our entire illustrious listening audience, I just don't feel as appropriate. Oh, which uh, random like it was actually kind of weird. It was actually kind of weird the other day. Uh, I was like sitting in the I was sitting in the the car with her uh, with her dad, who's my boss. If anybody's taking notes at home. Um, <laughs> And we're like bullshitting or whatever, and I don't. It's, they're talking about something on the radio or whatever, and I don't really don't remember how it came up. But uh, he's like, he like, they were talking, they were bullshitting about something, and he said something about Madison, and he was like, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that you were probably the first person she had sex with. And I just <laughs> kind of look at him like, I have no idea how to address this line of questioning at all. Like, there's there's no there's no safe way to take that. Like, well, I of course not, or. Absolutely. There's no safe way to do that. So, me doing this and not warning you at all, what's, you got one? Because that was my latest one that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that is a that is a question that I would not want to ever be asked by anything. <laughs> if a magic eight ball asked me that question, I'd be like, Ugh. That, that was uh. exactly my thing, is I was like, you know, I don't even know how to answer this. And I didn't. I was like, I, what the fuck? Uh, I, you know, I, <laughs> I wasn't offended by it. It was like, I'm just not, I'm not stupid enough to step on that thin ice. <laughs> I mean, you could always go along with like, would you really like to hear my response to this question? I mean, that could be your response. Yeah, I guess, which <laughs> I didn't know I was putting that on the podcast still right now. <laughs> like, I really I got myself halfway through that and I was like, ah, fuck it, ride the bull. Uh, should I cut it out? Oh, uh, I think it's fine. All right. Oh, but, but yeah, like man, I don't know how you would respond to that. Um, I like. Well, I just wanted to know if you had a sticky situation question that you that you. Oh, I thought you meant a response to that question. Well, um, that like in general, like sticky situation question, man. What do you got? You've got to have something. Hmm. What do I got? Is a sticky situation question. Um. Man, I don't know. 
I don't know if I have one off the top of my head that I can really remember. I, I guess if I can't remember them, they weren't that glorious. Um, I, <laughs> uh, Chadette once asked me, this, this, uh, a Chadette that's a friend of, that was a friend of mine, I guess still is. I, and I don't know how much she'd enjoy me telling this story, so that's why she's Chadette. And hey, we haven't done one of these in a while, so, so here's a Chad story. Yeah, and this was actually because it was so requested, not because I caught him in left field in it or anything. Exactly. So uh, yeah, here's a Chad story. Um, so uh, Chad at once was gonna was gonna be involved in, in taking um the sexy pictures, and called me up with asking me like if she should do this or not. And, um, it was harm- harmless sexy pictures, I guess I should add, as far as, like, wasn't, like, porno shoot. Harmless sexy pictures for boyfriends and, and, and things. Um, and, and asked me if she should go through with this, and I didn't know how to respond to Chadette without sounding creepy. Like, uh, I, I think she asked me if, like, she, if she was pretty or if she should do this or something like that, or does she look good? I, I, and my response was, you have the shape of a shape that a girl should have. <laughs> Slick! <laughs> nice, maestro! Way to go, hump daddy! That's the way you do it! And it was said pretty much like that, because I figured, like, okay, well, I'm pretty good with words and stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm pretty good with words and stuff, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start talking, and the words will come to me that I want to say... <laughs> So yeah, it was very much like <laughs> you have the shape of a shape that a girl should have. <laughs> and the line went dead for a minute there. As we both pondered, what did I just say? <laughs> and she goes, What does that mean? <laughs> and I go, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what God. it means. And I was like, but I guess it did the purpose of relieving tension, so I count it in the win column. <laughs> so, so fellas out there, or I guess ladies out there, tell your special lady friend that she has the shape of a shape that a girl should have. Because what girl or man could say no to that? <laughs> it was, uh... <laughs> that's a good... I almost kind of forgot about that story, so I'm glad I got recorded. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Oh... That's it was, it, it, you know, it wasn't let, I was not let to forget that sentence for a while. I, I would hope not. So, Chadette, if you're out there, re- remind him of how he reminded you that you had the shape of a shape that a girl should have. <laughs> Glad that oh. yeah. well, well, that made uh, the episode better than it should have been. Well, I guess in other news, um... <laughs> I've uh, I've realized that I'm slowly becoming an old man at a quicker pace than I thought I would. Um, um, I made this realization a long time ago. In fact, I think I realized this when I was 12. But well, I think the evidence is always there. But occasionally, consarted them CD players and MP3 pods and whatnots. Give me my old clickety clackety tape recorder. I just, I, you know, sometimes you have that that moment when you're kind of like, God damn. I'm in my fucking twenties. Is is this and the one where Madison called you out for like making fun of the the, the, the height of pants? Um, <laughs> no, but I'll tell that one too. So that the, 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 in other words, I I know it wasn't, but I wanted you to tell that story. Okay, so like, <laughs> Ma- like Madison got me like the heart, like she nailed me to the wall once. We were sitting there bullshitting, and I was like, I don't remember how it came up, but I was like, I don't get 
the pants thing. I don't get the skinny jeans thing at all. Whenever I I remember when it was cool to wear to wear your pet your pants really baggy and really long, and now they're all up on you and tight, but they're not cowboy jeans tight. So it's not a redneck. This is a whole new era, new new frontier we're in. You know, when I remember Jinkos were around, he had big old baggy pants, baggy pants that went on for days, and that was the cool thing. And what's going on with these kids today? And just on that. That route and Madison's like looking at me and guys out there you all know the look the look where you're <laughs> not facing her but you could feel her looking at you and I turn around and I look and I'm like what's wrong and she's like how fucking old are you god damn Cody you're 25 or 20 whatever uh, you're 25 stop talking like an old man which was very true because I just went off on one of those you know up both hills you know working Six jobs, fucking rants. But I had one the other day. So we're at the grocery store, and like Madison and I kind of had this really, really cool idea. Which you know, roll with me on this, kids. Need a need a cheap date, and yes, I do need a cheap date. So ladies, or or I guess I guess better way. Need a date idea that doesn't cost a lot of money. Well. I was, like, Madison and I were, like, you know, kind of in that, like, man, we want to go do something, but we're kind of tight on cash thing. You know, the budget's kind of tight this week, so we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just, like, like, let's just go make, like, the most badass ice cream sundaes of all time. So, like, we spent, like, $15 on between ice cream and shit to put on it at the grocery store. And so we decided we were going to do that. Well, one of the candies I went and bought was like fifty cent off, and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was, uh, I thought it, I thought it was like butterscotch, like crunchy butterscotch candies, and I was like, that'd be kind of cool because you could crunch it up and throw it on there, and that'd be good. That's what I was thinking. What it actually wound up being, uh, they're called nips. Um, which, yes, I love the name myself. Um, but they were like fifty cents Sorry. or like a quarter or something. I mean, they were dumb cheap because they were super. They were on clearance. And I'm a twelve year old that I'm laughing at. Sometimes you think you're old. Sometimes you realize how young you are when you laugh at a candy's name called Nips. Yeah, <laughs> you put Nips in your mouth. Yes, but uh, <laughs> like sorry, I just realized how young I was. But uh, it was, it's butter rum flavored hard candy, and oh my god, I'm. I'm like the old man that walks around now because I've got fucking, in my jacket, I've got hard candy and like Madison's already dogged on me about how I always have Kleenexes in my fucking jacket because <laughs> frankly it drives me nuts to not have one when you need it. But like, so now I've got hard candy and Kleenexes and the other day, like, <laughs> she was like asking for something and I was like, I don't have a mint, but I got one of these and she's like, you're carrying them around and I was like, these are awesome. Like, I freaking... We've already gone through the box, and I'm like, I'm fiending out for more. I love these stupid things. They're so good. Like, and honestly, I think I'm just going to step it up next time I go and just go straight for the Werther's original and just see if I like them now. So I I, I may like them more than I used to because, frankly, like, I don't know. It's just, oh, I want something sweet, but I don't want to eat anything, and there you go. Like, so... Butter rum nips remind you of the good old days. <laughs> so that was my I'm old realization, along with the fact that I drink old man drinks and carry Kleenexes in my coat pocket. Yeah, you know, speaking of hard candies, you know, I've been doing this for a while myself. Um, there's currently sitting on my table right where I, next to my chair, which is falling apart and particularly uncomfortable, but yet I don't want to get rid of because it's my chair. 
Um, so that's a, speaking of old man things, I sit in an uncomfortable chair because I always have. It's my chair, by God, and next thing you know, they're gonna try and take my driver's license away from me. Yeah, I so, fought in a war, damn it, and I, I fought, and I forged steel in a steel mill for 40 goddamn years, and I won't I have- sat there on the assembly line turning, turning nuts on the 1934 Packard Day in and day out, and what did I get in return? Cramp in my arm, that's what I got. You kids have it good with your U-pods and your I-things and your... You're pierced, I don't know what... And, you know, your I-clouds and your your smartphones. We didn't even have phones. We had... uh, The first time I heard that someone had... Had a television, I had to walk six miles to the O'Neill's Uphill house. both ways in the just, snow. Just to look at it in out the through the window. We weren't allowed in their house back then. You know, but those were the good old days. And then we'd, and then we'd play a game of stickball right after we rolled, oh, was... ro- kicked the can up the road. Boy, those were fulfilling times. <laughs> you know the days. You kids, you don't realize what soul-crushing boredom is nowadays. Back in our times, we had to watch stuff like daytime television. Whatever, and I, and I'd rather eat one of your iPads <laughs> than watch daytime television. You don't even know how horrible it was. And then, and then we just couldn't get up at one in the morning and watch a TV show. Oh no, the oh, channel's in there. Wait for it to come on. Yeah, we like we just got the test patterns. And screen. what channels did we get? We got five of them. And if the president was on, your night was shot. <laughs> now I'm just showing you to Jeff Foxworthy. Uh. Oh, as we old man opined about an era we weren't even a part of at all. Anywho, um, I I think we were talking about uh, uh old manisms. Yeah, like next to my ba- my bad chair. Remember that my bad chair? That's where we were. Uh, <laughs> I have, in fact, a bag of peppermints, a bag of butterscotch, and a bag of cinnamon hard candies. And these are all the cheap brand. Because, oh well, you know, yeah, of course. I mean, because. What? It's highway robbery the prices they're charging for Werther's Originals now. They may remember, but I remember when their prices were cheaper. <laughs> uh, I'm actually surprised that's not a bit off of a fucking sitcom. That You know, that was actually a pretty good one right there. I, I, I was quite proud of that sentence. Uh, Give me a day or two, I'll polish that up, and I'll post it somewhere, I'm sure. Or reuse it in person. So people, if you hear me say something like that, you know where I said it first. Which is the exact opposite of how these episodes normally go, where I say something in person and then I steal to myself and put it on the episode. Board shenanigans, stealing from ourselves for your amusement now or your pleasure later. Well, <laughs> now <laughs> now that our Larry Sanders is at a screeching halt and the guy in his car is like, what the fuck? What? That's what he's saying. What? What the what? fuck? <laughs> what in the who? What? What, huh? Where, huh? What, what's where going am I? On? Is this a podcast? I don't even Are we know. podcasting now? I, I kind of thought we actually had something else we were going to talk about, but by God, I can't remember anymore because we got so sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some sidetrack action. Um, yeah. Let me think uh, for a minute. Well, here, speaking of eco-friendly kids movies, um, I guess I could segue on that for a second while Cody's thinking and while I'm thinking. So if this isn't coherent, that's the reason. <laughs> and it'll stay in because he just mentioned it. <laughs> so. Uh, I planted trees a couple days ago for all you eco, you know, tree hugging lovers of, of, of the bark. I, we, I planted two trees, uh, cherry blossom trees. So if you're also one of those, if you're also a, a cosplay loving, uh, fanatic, we will sometime soon have, our, our yard will be filled with flowered trees lofting in the breeze for you to take pictures under and pretend you're in, in feudal Japan. Which, you know, 
if I was gonna, if I was in a homeowners association and it was decided like they the because I think the rules like you have to have X amount of ferns or whatever planted. I sure. Think, I, well, like I, I'm almost certain that's the way it is. I, I may be misspoken, but like on the few that I've heard about, it's you have to, you know, you have to have X amount of plants per acreage, and then you have to have like so many on the sidewalk. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> that was a hell of a weird noise you made right there. <laughs> it was. But you have to have so many on the sidewalk, and you have to have uh, so many, like so many on the, uh, you know, on the property, you know, from from the sidewalk, from the street, blah 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 blah. You know, if I lived in one of those, just to be an asshole, I swear to God, I'd plant cactus. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I'm, it counts. I'm I'm helping the environment, especially if you got them where you can get them to actually have cactus rose on it. That's gonna be my like. Ever not know which house is mine? Cactus and pink flamingos in the front yard. And indeed, pink. Fl- <laughs> and uh, you, that link I sent you, you'll know it when you see it. Uh, copy link. If it does, if it doesn't do it, I think it's gonna do. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why is War fucking a flamingo? I don't know. I typed in flamingo. Actually, you know what, listeners? Fuck it. We need time. We need time to bring in the kill. We've got 30 more minutes to record. Flamingo porn. Uh, the second image, second image when you type in flamingo porn is Worf humping a flamingo. Worf from Star Trek humping a flamingo. Probably one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. Why would you make this? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, that's going to be up in the links of interest, I assure you of that. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing I've seen since since, since me and Jarrett found the dinosaur porn, I think. Uh, well, I know the other thing I've seen people, like, speaking of flamingos, and I really like... Uh, oh! Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just realized one of the things I was going to talk about, but continue while I look this up. Oh, okay, like, so one of the, one of the things I've uh, definitely, I, like, I, I really, really, like, flamingos in general, I really like, for some reason I'm captivated by these animals, the zoo and shit, I just, I think they're amazing. So, what, uh, what, what I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to have, like, because I have, I've had pink flamingos in my yard before, like, I don't have a yard right now where I probably would. Um, I know I've got one on my stairs, but I, I used to, whenever I had, I had my little, uh, my garden boxes and shit, I had, fl- I had a fl- bunch of flamingos out there. Um, but what I've always wanted to do is, you know, I'll definitely have the six or however many I have outside whenever I have a yard, but I really, one day I really, really, really want to go and have, like, just buy a fuck ton of flamingos and a fuck ton of garden gnomes and lay them all over the place and make it look like they had a giant war. Uh, that was going to be my question, actually, but I was actually going to go with lawn jockeys and be be unpolitically correct. Oh, that will be funny. But we have a kind of recurring segment here on, on board shenanigans, which one of them actually isn't an episode that hasn't released yet, so stay tuned. Um, we have a recurring segment, which is weird Nicolas Cage things. Well, I have found um, another one. <laughs> These pictures I am currently sending Cody, which you'll be able to find on the show notes for this episode, are Nicolas Cage pillows. What? Apparently- <laughs> oh, that is... Whoa! What? <laughs> and every time I see weird things like this, I feel we need to bring this up. So there is Nicolas Cage pillows. Everyone to sleep with Nicolas Cage, but don't, don't actually want to go through all the rigmarole of sleeping with Nicolas Cage. Why not put his face on your pillow? Or your Pokemon. But stay tuned for that one. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. That's fun. That's funny. Thank you. Thank you, society, for that. What I am currently researching, 
Apparently, flamingos are a, uh... <laughs> yes, I'm still on this for a minute. Um, uh, I'm on Urban Dictionary, which is the most cutting edge of all research. Oh, yeah, um, it's the best place to go. In fact, it's the first place I always go when I need to research things. Well, anyway, like, the first one, I gotta give it up to the guy, because, like, what, what a, you know, flamingo, and he has it, it's the letter O on fire. Which is fucking really clever to me. Well, apparently it's a, it's a few things. It has some sexual connotations, which, frankly, it's board shenanigans, and we're going to talk about those first. Um, oh, yes. Well. Like we have the clever English one, so now now the sex ones. Um, apparently it is either Florida-based, big-haired, pink-lipped, purple-eyeshadow old ladies who like, who like to go prowling for, for tail. And... Of course. It is also... A sex game often enjoyed by co-eds in which your partner tries to balance on one foot for as long as she can while you fuck her in the ass. <laughs> um, I don't know that I believe that that's a thing, but why not? Uh, and then we also have something about how they're like the CIA uh, drone drones, which I could tell you more, but I have to kill you. And apparently, I think I said it's a hockey move already. And then... um. Another one is it's somebody at the gym who only works out their upper body and has really skinny legs, which I really enjoy that one, too. So, Flamingo Cast, folks. So, so what I decided to do to play along with this was type in on Google, best terms for sex, which is probably the worst thing I could have typed in for what I was trying to find. But I came up with a Wikipedia article titled Top, Top Bottom, and Versatile, which the, the image of... I guess bringing this back seems to be one of the more gay episodes of Board Shenanigans. Um, yeah, this little cartoon. There's more the controversy back. in this episode of Board Shenanigans than the entire the entire bit of Frozen. More homoerotic controversy than the whole movie. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I, I sent you the image, but it's the image that was greeted me by when made me giggle because that's not at all what I was expecting. Of a picture of like a cartoon man fucking another cartoon man. No, no, that's not, that's not quite. That that's not. Huh? <laughs> that's not what I was expecting to see, and and quite yeah. So there you go. Um, I don't think I can come up with anything better than that. I, I got obscure sexual like maneuvers or whatever. <laughs> yes, sexual maneuvers. <laughs> Bringing it back to Vietnam, I guess. <laughs> you know how it is. You know it's the the lights are out. You've gotta, you've gotta traverse your way across, across the open plain, up, up to the hilltop, take the hilltop, just, just so if you, if you can take the hilltop, and then eventually retreat your way into the valley. Or, I guess, if, unless you can, I'm trying to think of how to do this with Guy. Um, I was like, there I was, Charlie all around me, and we were in the midst of, of Operation Beef Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> There I was. <laughs> uh, you know, has any girl ever... I'm sorry to interrupt this Vietnam flashback involving sex, but has any girl ever, ever fallen for that one and been like, ooh, baby, come over here. Like, come on, baby. Let me bust open that beef curtain and get all up in here. Like, has, has that line ever worked for any woman in the history of time? And I'm not just asking you, Brewer. I'm asking 
asking all of our audience out there, like all of you. I'm really asking the world. Like, what I'm asking, I'm you, asking the universe directly. Has, that, has the has the line beef curtain ever seduced you? Oh, I was gonna say it because the. I just chose the first one that sounded humorous <laughs> on this list I found here. But uh, anyway, so back to the point. If there you, was a if point. you've ever been seduced by the term beef curtain, or if you've ever if you've ever successfully seduced using the term beef curtain, we would like to know about it. Um, send your send all emails. To boardshenanigans at gmail.com. They can be anonymous and you can tell us a beef curtain seduction story. Also, if you hate the entire terminology beef curtain and my apparent fascination with it, because I don't know how many times I've said it now. Would you like to say it one more time for, for <laughs> yes, your measure? Yes. So if you'd like to, if your beef curtains all, all <laughs> in a rile and not in a sexy way, be sure to send us some hate mail and tell us how we should respect the, the female form and not call it a fucking beef curtain. Here, Cody, would you like to look at some of these? Yeah, I would love to, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> the bear claw, a synonym for extremely large pussy lips. <laughs> <laughs> Terminology only they could only be invented by the porn industry. <laughs> you know, actually, I don't think so, Cody. In fact, I think the porn industry is ashamed of these terminologies. I think these terminologies are actually cooked up by nerds and geeks, a lot like us, just trying to shock other nerds and geeks in saying that they've done something that they have never done and are just making up. Uh, you know, I think there's probably some validity to that because, you know, I know... I- I know that uh, whenever I go to work, I don't really make up fancy, ridiculous names for it. It just kind of is what it is. So I'm sure whenever, well, like, whenever you, you don't sit, you don't sit around there like for like like whenever you have to like I don't know to put it a put it a, a three pole light switcher on like oh I'm gonna hang the old triple dangler or <laughs> or or whenever you have to uh, put put conduit in a wall you, you don't call it call it. Uh, Slamming the masonry with a steel? Do my best here. No, no. Cody, okay, quick, come up with come up with a a a weird name for electrical things. Uh, we'll see the quickly. There's no time. We'll see. The funny thing is, like misconstrued. Some of it could really be be like turned that way because we have wire lube. Like whenever you pull wire, a very common term that has is like, "Do you have the head yet?" Which is the head of the head of the wire you're pulling through, whatever conduit. That's very. Which common. first you gotta you know lube up, right? right? Yeah, you know. I mean, if, and of course we all make the same jokes with that shit. So, so I thought you said you didn't sit around and coming up with well, weird names. It's, name just, one for of those, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. You know what? We're just telling ridiculous stories, and we, we're off, like, I think we're off our agenda of what we had planned. So, fuck it. Here's a ridiculous story. And I've been meaning oh, okay. to tell this on this show for a while now, so perfect opportunity. Um, so, whenever, <clears throat> whenever I was, a, I was a little kid, my, uh, my grand, my granddad had, had the, the, the two dog or had three dogs, and, uh, I was a little dude back then. And, uh, wound up, there actually wound up being like a badger in the backyard, cause they had a pretty good piece of property. And there, there actually wound up being a badger in the backyard. 
A, ba- a badger? A badger. Um, badger? Badger, 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 badger? Indeed. In, in it was just one. But, uh... Well, now, were there any mushrooms or snakes involved? <laughs> Neither. So, and the dogs are going crazy, and so he goes, he like goes, goes hustle, hustling over there to, to try and to try and get to uh, to what they're barking at or whatever. And there's there's three dogs, and they're all they're all going crazy, just like freaking trying trying to go nuts. And he sees sees this badger over there, and it's cornered and pissed, and he doesn't want the dogs to get hurt. And so all he can grab is a is like a, a fence post, like a, it was uh, there was a loose one. So he just grabs a fence post real quick. And he goes over and like you know he like you know pushes the he pushes the dogs off with one and he pushes the dog oh it, this is important I'm up in the pickup I'm up in the bed of a pickup because he like puts me up in there and then he goes and grabs the fence post and anyway so I'm up in the bed of the pickup looking at the whole thing he he runs over he like pushes you know sweeps the dog back with the one sweeps it back the other way like pushes them both apart apart from it and then the badger comes at him and he all and he, he hits it in the head and they're real thick skulls are I mean they're they're very uh, vicarious by nature. I mean, they're very hard to kill. They're you know, so you whacking it isn't going to kill it, and it's pissed and it's cornered. I still remember this in my in my head, and I was a little kid. This is a little bit like you have to, you have to visualize the whole thing. Hit hit the badger left, right, dog sweep, and he's yelling at my grandma to bring him a gun so that he can shoot it. So it sounded a little something like this, and this is a very requested story. So <laughs> hopefully, I can do it justice. But th- this this is a little bit what it sounded like. Go on, get, 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 go on, get out of here. They're like, go, get back, get back, get back, get back. Bring me a gun. Get, 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 go on, go on. Back, 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 dog, back, dog, back, dog. Get, 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 go on, get, get, get on out of here. Back, dog, back, dog. Bring cow, gun. Go on, get, 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 gun, gun, gun. So, uh, anyway. How do you spell that, Cody? I don't know, but that is one of those things, like, grow, like, growing up as a kid, as a kid in Texas with your grandparents in Oklahoma. Well, anyway, it's one of those times I was there. One of those things, I think only someone of a southern, like, southern aptitude or whatever, affinity. Southern aptitude. aptitude. Yes, southern aptitude and affinity. You, you know, I'm, I'm very apt at the equator, Cody. It's just, <laughs> I, it's just something about it, man. I was like, I'm very good at being, like, five degrees. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I realized I used the wrong word there. But, <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, that, that's that's my random story that had nothing to do with anything. I, I I don't know my random story about English was how my mother always seems to point out every you know misspelling or wrong word every time I, I every time I ever ever write anything on the website. That's about the only thing she goes to their website is to like critique my grammar and spelling, which of you know things I'm writing like an hour before I go to sleep because I've stayed, which is you know generally three hours past the time I wanted to go to sleep because that's how long I procrastinate for. Has she listened to an episode yet? Just curious. No. No, she has not. Which is probably a good thing. I don't know. Have your parents listened to an episode? Uh, I think my dad's checked out a couple. I think he enjoys them, but I, I don't know that they're particularly his speed. So I think basically we say fuck shit, goddamn motherf- motherfucker, ba- bastard, cunt bitch, those kind of things a few too many times. Oh, so, so in other words, if I was to say hello to him right now, he probably wouldn't hear it. Uh, probably not, but I don't know. He may be, he may be listening to these in the future once. <laughs> hey, Cody's father. How you doing? My, my, you're looking awfully sexy today. That's a, that's a really nice flannel shirt you're wearing. Hmm, kicking back there, are you? Thinking about, thinking about your son, thinking about all the funny things he's saying, think, thinking about your wife, thinking about what you're gonna do tonight with her. I don't know what I'm doing, I probably should stop. <laughs> did that, did that, <laughs> be really funny if you heard did this. Did that story creep you out, listeners? Would you like Brewer to talk about your parents getting busy? <laughs> like, we, we, I don't even know if I can finish this bit. <laughs> 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 that might have been 
where I was going with this, try to creep you out, and hopefully try to creep him out. I, I'm really kind of wondering what, what his thoughts are on me, because what he's seen me as is, is being a priest at a wedding and doing and saying stupid shit on the internet. I wonder what his thoughts are. <laughs> oh. Cody, have you done anything? Do you planning to do anything? Um, done anything? Well, let's see. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I, I guess my question should be: Anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you this week? Oh, we're still doing that. <laughs> like, I didn't think I got asked that question anymore. Like, now that we're now that we're twelve minutes to well, we're running out of time, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess one thing that does need to come up, which I don't, I, I don't know what our exact fuck it in May. Coming to you sooner than we were ready for, but we're getting ready. We're not, we haven't yet begun to procrastinate on this. Uh, and we haven't yet begun to actually do the official announcement for that, so stay tuned for that. But, uh, <laughs> in May, big badass, like, board shenanigans in person event is coming. Now. You meet the stars, get our autographs. <laughs> Which, do you remember us from high school and would like us to autograph that old, that old dank, that old dank, uh, yearbook? We can do that. <laughs> don't, don't know who we are, but everybody else is at the party and we seems like we're self-important. Enjoy, enjoy that too. But, in May, we're going, we're going to be having, we're going to be having some board shenanigans related events, uh, in, in Amarillo, so, I guess half of our listening base can enjoy those, um, but but it's a, the 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 core the core piece of this is going to be an episode on something that is very near and dear to all the members of the Rogues Gallery's hearts, especially a certain group I believe that went by the Inner Sanctum. You all know who you are, so that's coming. There's your teaser for that. Yeah, st- stay tuned for. Probably a to-go episode, giving you all the nitty-gritty good details. Indeed. Oh, I thought you were, like, going to go nuts for a minute. Oh. <laughs> I'm very hard to judge on my nuts nutsity, aren't I? So Sometimes my nuts are just... A, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Oh, uh, I, I, I guess that's a thing. Oh, well, speaking of things that I guess... Nuts? <laughs> yes. No, no, can we... Yes, things, <laughs> Let's speak, go with speaking nuts. of your nuts, not your, not your beef curtain. Put, put, your, put your beef curtain away. <laughs> Fine, I'll poppycock in. <laughs> um, remember that scene in either Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back or <laughs> in Silence of the Lambs where he did the old tuck? I think that would be <laughs> a poppycock in. I think that's going to be... I, I think so, yeah. I, I'm going to go I with that. I think that's the official term. From henceforth, the tuck or the mangina will now be known as poppycocking in. So if somebody what? says they're going to poppycock in... Not as sexy as poppycocking out. Or is it? Ooh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we've all poppycocked it. Every guy out there's poppycocked in at one point, right? <laughs> I think it's just a thing you do whenever you whenever you have a... Uh, <laughs> you're bored. <laughs> you know, whenever you're, you're bored, bored you're like studying beer. for a test. You know, those kinds of things. You know, sometimes you're in the public library and you realize you just can't understand the Dewey Decimal System. So there's only one course to do. <laughs> You know, the other day I was walking down the street. Some some guy came up on me, wanted me to fill out a sur- fill out a survey for a protest, and I was like, I don't really want to. I just poppycocked in. He didn't ask me any more questions. 
Which, by the uh, way, does that drive you? Does that drive you as crazy as it drives me? When someone comes up to you and poppycocks <laughs> in, yes, it drives me crazy. <laughs> but what kind of crazy, <laughs> listener? It happens all the time. You're walking down the road, you know, fields and fields of manginas. Like you don't you know what can't to do with them. Cross the street without seeing a <laughs> seeing someone poppycocking in. Boy, less. Last last yesterday, sure, uh, I walked outside, and on the corner there was just a gaggle of of in poppers. That's what that's what the kids are calling them nowadays. The old in pops. <laughs> are you are you tired are you tired of in poppers? Are you tired of people poppy cocking in on enjoying your nice time on that relaxing Sunday? Now, now. Poppy and now, now poppycock in blockers. That's right. It's a special. It turns every poppycock in into a poppycock out. <laughs> That's right. With this special, this special pair of glasses, you just slip them on. Even if you wear your regular prescription glasses, just slip them on over that, and that that penis that's tucked in will slip on out and flop around. Doodles will be wanged. All the all day long, so no oh. more does the haunting man. You will be wang chunging tonight for sure with the with um pop outers of the the, the uh, pop books. The, the, I don't know pop pop goggles with pop goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute. <laughs> no, we're not doing this commercial on the fly because we've got nothing else to talk about. Not us. No. <laughs> Yes, pop goggles, makers of from the makers of pussy lips at and uh, that thing that blocks out noir voices. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> what was that called? Uh, I don't remember. From the makers of various products, you can't remember the name of. Comes pop goggles. The hit sensation that's sweeping the nation. It'll be on the lips of everyone's eyes for for the next three weeks until we forget about it. <laughs> Which honestly, I I right at the tips of your fingers. I count that as a success as a podcaster. As we get really meta right now, um, I count that as a success. Whenever you've done enough episodes, you don't even have a fucking clue of remembering what you've talked about and what in jokes you've made. I, I count that as a complete success. I, I think so, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I, sometimes I'm not even sure if I've talked... Sometimes I I wonder if I just talked about those things to myself. Because I remember saying something along those lines, but don't know if I ever brought it up. Like, that might have been the second time you've heard the balloon story, so... Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely one of those things that I'm kind of like, have I brought this up? I don't know that I've brought this up. We'll find out eventually, I'm sure, because what was the main point of this, this podcast, Cody? Well, I'll tell you, since you might forgot, because we're not sure if we ever talked about it or not. The main point was, you know, at 50 years from now, when we're old men, unlike the old men that you've learned that we've become in the episode, but when, when our when our ages match our demeanor, we can go back and listen to ourselves, tell stories that we've forgotten, or hear ourselves back in our prime, our youth, our glory days. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll be listening to it, or y'all be listening to it, or in the future, somebody will be listening to it. God damn it! You know what it was we forgot to talk about? You were supposed to do your big-ass Cosmos review. Put it in the Skype thing so you'll talk about Cosmos on the next one. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. I just rem- there we I go. just remembered that now. It, indeed. I, I guess before I forget, um, hey, Ahmed, uh, what's going on? I'm going to shout you out in this episode. I meant to shout you out last episode. Um, Ahmed was a friend of mine back where I, I was a friend of mine back where, um, I used to live south of Houston. He called me out of the blue a couple days ago, and I haven't heard from him in, like, close to, I don't know, 12 years, maybe more. Huh. So, 
Uh, there you go. Here's your first official board shenanigans shout Did out. Did you lead off with I have a podcast? <laughs> he was one of the first things for sure. He's like, what have you been up to? Well, <laughs> about the only interesting thing I've been up to is I now wear suits and I do a podcast. How about you? Which, that's actually a thing I was gonna ask. Uh, how often, like, in, cause, fuck it, we're at Wits Our Show and we can toot our own horns even while you're listening to us toot our own horns. How often do you bring up the fact that you have one to people? Like, is that a normal thing that you drop, or do you like, like, what, like, what, what's your normal method? Um, it's probably one of my, yeah, it's probably one of the main things I do drop a lot in the episode in the episode yes i drop it in the episodes a lot too hey guys i have a podcast you remember this you know that thing you're listening to now i have one of these that's me remember me we're here and you're listening to us <laughs> me 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 uh, you know how it goes cody when you're a podcaster all the world's an episode yeah, pretty much so sometimes i get confused on what i'm doing i think i almost called a book an episode once <laughs> so, and that was in an episode that we did so there we go did you catch that mistake there folks anywho um yeah i do bring it up quite often not not because i'm like oh overly like eating my own soup but mainly because it's probably one of the more interesting things i feel about myself is, is i do this and you know people ask people i haven't talked to in a while they're like oh what are you up to well i do this podcast thing and th- then i always get podcasts what's a podcast i'm like oh, a podcast it's kind of like a, a radio show but you can say whatever you want because it's on the internet and people just download it. Which, I don't know why I described what a podcast was to you on a podcast. <laughs> you know, those guys here, all of you listening to the podcast that don't know what a podcast is, that, that thing, yeah, that's us. Yeah. Uh, that's generally my method, but for some reason I thought I should act out the entire method. I don't know. Anywho, yeah, that's kind of the way I... That, so I do bring it up quite often as far as after the general pleasantries, especially to people I, I ha- used to know but haven't talked to in a while. It's probably like the second thing on the list. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, the, how, like, how are you? Like, oh, I'm fine. Like, what are you up to? Well, if you really care what I've been up to, you could listen to, you know, a hundred hours of me top tell you what I've been up to. <laughs> Board shenanigans! The podcast so people don't actually have to talk to me! <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, usually, like, I, I try not to just go nuts mentioning it, but sometimes people, like, catch you in left field with it, like... You know, they'll bring up, like, oh, you've got the, like, somebody else will bring up you have a podcast, and so you'll start talking, like, sometimes it's really hard to shortlist it, like, what exactly do we do? What, how do I Um, describe this? Maybe we're not as good at this as we think we are, you know, those kind of things. Here's another contest thing. Hey, Cody, you can also text this to people to make it even work better or something. I don't know. Fuck, I don't care. (laughs) You know what? I don't even care. I don't even want to say it anymore. (laughs) No, what I was going to go with was like, everyone quickly, describe board shenanigans as short as you can. In the shortest sentence you can. That's a good one. So, yeah, there you go. Describe board shenanigans as little words as possible. It's probably going to be fuck. I'll be amazed if I, how many how many answers are just going to be fuck. How many of them are going to just be boring? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, dot, 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 or meh. Or be- it's going to be funny if it starts getting background noise throughout my life. They start throwing our own slogans at them, yeah. Well, I guess they podcast with high ideals and low brows. I don't know. Uh, They do a show. (laughs) It is a thing that exists in the universe. (laughs) They just said this back. Board shenanigans. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Oh, that actually is pretty funny. So, there you go. But yeah, I would say it's probably the second thing I bring up. I mean, I don't necessarily always go nuts on it, because other than people are like, well, what's that mean? And then, then I feel like really dirty and weird about saying it afterwards, because it's it's like, hey, first it's like, let me, hey, look at this thing hanging up on your refrigerator. I'm so ashamed of it. It's, it's this valley of emotion, yeah. a lot like the show. 
Because it's like, hey, and it's like, well, I know. I mean, you know, it's kind of a hobby. I don't know. It's this thing we do, we thought. And then, I just, then it ends up being like the genesis of the show is how I end up having to describe it to people. Like, well, you know, we talk a lot to each other, so we thought, let's Yeah, you have to, like, justify it to people. Yeah, like, see, I just kind of do, it's like, it's this thing I do, and it's just, it happens, and that's what it is. It exists. I think it's kind of funny because it's almost like, which, and honestly, that's all it is. It's much more for you and I, I think, than it is for, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, listeners, we love you. Rogues Gallery members, you have to know we love you. But honestly, outside of y'all, I'm happy for anybody else that enjoys it or gets a chuckle out of it. But it's kind of a thing. We do this. It's what we do. Like, how are you spending your Friday nights? Podcast, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all this rip-roaring podcast and mamma-jamma. Uh, which, uh, speaking of, I don't know if any of this is uh, relevant at all. Um, that seems to be the, the gist yeah, of this Yeah, I know, like, well, after, uh, at uh, the hour 45 mark, we ran out of shit, so <laughs> the last 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, one might even be able to call this rapid-fire cast. It could be. Um one one thing that uh, I actually uh, I was looking at, which I don't know why I'm talking to you about this on the episode, but apparently I am. Oh, why not? You've already started. Uh, it was like how like seven tips to make your podcast better, and you know we do almost every one of them. Oh well, hit me with them. Uh, I, I just that could be I, interesting. I just pulled it back up. Uh, the only one is the interview guest, which I feel like we probably are a little lacking on, but. I know we tag our shows the right way. I know we have a schedule. We have a companion blog and URL. Uh, we're listed in multiple podcast directories. Um, where we stay active on websites like your goddamn Twitters and Facebooks. And, and, and oh, the, yeah. the big one is make your show worth listening to, which by God, I think we try hard. So. Oh, that's the, I mean, in fact, out of all of them, that's the one we do. Out of all of them, our show is worth listening to by the masses, listeners out there. Parade our show through the streets. Tell everyone, because by God, it's the best show that I've ever heard with my ears. It's the best podcast I've ever fucking produced. Best podcast ever. Like, in fact, we almost called this the only podcast on the internet that doesn't, like, totally lick my balls. (laughs) Once again, you're welcome, three people. All right. Ah, uh, well, Brewer, looks like we're about, like looks like that's about <laughs> it. Now that we've we're we've been out of material for twenty minutes, but uh, looks like now we're you out of time show, and material. Yeah. So, do you have any nougats to tie in the last bit of you know rambling mamma jamma together? Uh, yes, my son. I'm going to try to tie this back into one of the more key components of this episode, in which. We tried to make it about for a minute here. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him unto unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bared his cross and went forth into the place called the Place of Skulls, where they crucified him. And Pilate wrote, wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Then the chief priest of the Jews said said unto Pilate, How much do you think a cross like that costs? Pilate answers, Do you mean in dollars or common sense? Amen. Brr, it's getting cold outside. I need to eat some hot soup to warm me up. Nothing makes me hotter than finding my way over to BS Podcast. 
www.facebook.com/facebook.us. Stroking my fingers across their Facebook page, or listening to them via iTunes. Oh yeah, they have all the right moves and oral pleasure. Oh my! Oh goodness! I know you're John fingering to my voice. That these things are things that are going to happen on this show, so just enjoy it. And we're not. <laughs> There's changing. no time for English here, man. <laughs> like, like, put that down and come over here. As, as a side note, this, you know, there's, there's a side note to this. Man. Like, aren't we on our eighth <laughs> side note? Like, I mean, we're off the fucking page over in the. Do you remember other that room. story I was telling you, telling you about as far as labeling things in people's houses? Yes. I think that's what this episode is. Oh, we're just we're just labeling we're just labeling things around our brain. Board shenanigans, labeling things around our brain for your listening pleasure.